I'm Amy, sex educator, sex and relationship coach, and co-owner of PurePleasureShop.com. I'm April, VP of the cutting-edge sex toy company, Hot Octopus, and I dedicate my life to the business of sex. We are on a mission to teach you how to have hot sex, deep intimacy, and how to make your own rules for who you are as a sexual being. Welcome Welcome to to the Shameless Sex Revolution. Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com. And for 50% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use code SHAMELESSSEX at purepleasureshop.com. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Well, hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Shameless Sex Podcast. So, fun fact, Chip. Fun fact. You ready for fun fact time, Chip? I love fun facts. Okay, so guess what our number one downloaded episode is titled on the Shameless Sex I know the answer. Ever. But. What is it? How to eat pussy like a champ. Yeah. So that's not what this topic is, but it is with the same speaker. Number one downloaded episode. I think we recorded this like a year and a half ago, maybe even two years ago. And to this day, still the number one download, it has almost a hundred thousand downloads. Doesn't even include unique listens. So, you know, titles, everything. And she's an amazing speaker, educator, teacher. This is her third time on our show. Genius. Dr. Allison Ash talking about how to get out of your head in bed and who the fuck doesn't need that. That's why I said, fuck mom. I'm sorry. (laughs) Get out of your head in bed. Yeah. Get out of your head in bed. And it rhymes. And it rhymes. It's brilliant. It's genius. And we could all use a little bit. I know that I can. So this is going to be a juicy episode and applicable to all sex. No matter if you're having sex with yourself, if you're having sex with others, many others, others, one other. I don't know what you're into, but this is going to be helpful. Before we dive in, we will have a sex question about a lingerie fetish from a penis-owning individual, and we will read the bio of this lovely educator. But first, Chip, I'd like to tell you a little something that's been going on in my life. I liked hearing this. So I told my partner that I would like regular breast massages to keep my breasts supple. (laughs) And of course, he's like... Oh my God, I'm so excited that you told me that because I want to do it all the time. So it's like almost once a day. It's either like sometimes morning, sometimes at night. He just whips out the massage oil and starts giving me a breast massage. I've actually thought about this with past partners and I was like, I don't know if this partner will be willing to do this. The reason why I thought of this was from, um, uh, oh my gosh, I'm forgetting her name. Susan Bratton. Oh, Susan Bratton. Who has the most beautiful, supple, huge, like double D natural breasts. And we're like, what's your trick? She's like, Tim, Sir Tim, her partner, his, he, they're out with his name on the po- on, in her world. He massages my breasts like almost every single night. And I was like, damn, I want a partner to do that. So anyways. So <laughs> ask and you shall receive. And, and sometimes it's a scary ask. And that's actually, you know, what we recorded a podcast today with uh, Monica Jane. This will come out later about how to ask for what you want in the bedroom. But I understand why this is a scary thing to ask, especially if it's been rejected in the past. If partners have made it feel like it's work, they don't necessarily want to, to do the thing. Um, but luckily I have a partner that was like, Oh my God, this feels, they just love giving, uh, not just pleasure, but also healing their caretaker. Anyways, so the massage oil that they have been using is the Start Me Up Massage Oil by Intimo Pleasurables. 
And it has aphrodisiac ingredients. It smells delicious. It's long-lasting. Delicious means just smells good. I haven't tried licking it, but I should have my partner do that tonight. It's made from plant-based ingredients, so I'm sure you could. They make it with only the best ingredients. We're also a huge fan of their plant-based lubricant, their water-based lubricant, the Smooth Operator, because it smells like roses. And if you get in your mouth, you get a little taste of rose. Uh, and these are oil-based and water-based lubes. So everyone has a different lube preference. Sometimes you want a silicone. Sometimes you want a water-based. Water-based is the best thing. You can use it with all toys, condoms, etc. cetera. Um, oil-based is actually moisturizing to the skin. So if you want to try some of these fabulous, fabulous plant-based natural lubricant products, and they also have toys and things, go to intimopleasureboutique.com. That's I. N-T-A-M-O, pleasureboutique.com. And you use coupon code SHAMELESSSEX20. You get 20% off site-wide. You'll know what I'm talking about. And ask your lover or partner if you have one for a breast massage. Or give yourself one if you have breasts. Also, it's just nice to have options. Yeah. I want some massage oil. I want some lube. I want this. I want roses. I want, what is a Willy Wonka? I want boys and berries and blueberries. <laughs> I want the golden egg. Or I want to ride my bicycle. Okay. Or also. Yes. Are you ready for a sex question? Yes, I'm pretty sure. All right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Are you ready for a breast massage? Mm-hmm. Okay, Maybe. one second, everyone. Oh, how's that feel? It feels not that nice. <laughs> just, that was more pokey. I was just jabbing her nipple. We need to practice asking for what you want, Chip. Okay, so. Sex question. I have listened to a few episodes of your show, and one that caught my interest was the one where the woman's boyfriend loved wearing lingerie. I shared this fetish and told my wife about it a while back, and she seemed curious then. She even went as far as to buy me some panties. But after I modeled them for her and we had sex while I was wearing them, she said it was, quote-unquote, weird. I was so downcast that I that I didn't bring up the subject of other types of lingerie that I enjoy wearing. I had a stash and I threw it all away so that we wouldn't have any issues. But I'm really missing wearing the lingerie now. I was wondering how I might ease her into me wearing them again. So um, the first thing that came up to me, which seems to come up with almost every sex question is, have you talked to her about it? About the hurt, about how it brought up shame, how this is something that you shared with her and that was really a, a fetish and was enticing to you, but actually how important it is to you and how not how she made you feel when she said it was weird, but just how you felt. When you tell someone that you made me feel this way, it can feel very blamey and then you can get a whole downward spiral in communication. But if you just share, hey, X happened and I felt Y and I desire, this is actually nonviolent communication. I, because I have a need for, or I value, or I desire um, X or Z <laughs> and my ABCD, uh, it can be really helpful. So when X happened, when I wore those panties, we had sex. And after you told me it was weird, I felt sad. I felt shame. I felt like there was something wrong with me. And I threw all those panties away. Because, and now I also continue to feel this sadness or this, um, this emptiness or this longing. But I'm also really afraid to share this with you because you said it was weird. Um, maybe I just fucked it up by saying because you said it was weird. But I have this fear that you might not accept me. And it might affect our sex life because you said you did you threw it all away because you didn't want to have any issues and i'm desiring to see if there's some room for us to explore this again uh, because this is important to me i want to add that in there too i think a lot of times when people ask for what they want they just kind of suggest like oh i would you like to try this but if if it's really important to you and you feel like you'll feel unfulfilled without it 
I really advocate for sharing that, that this is, this is big for me. This is important. This isn't just going to go away. So how can we work together? And you find some sort of maybe middle ground or common ground or some sort of leaning in here or there. I also, I would encourage perhaps at some point, I know I've misinterpreted people's expressions or reactions to something I've said or did. And sometimes I've misinterpreted Mm, that. So I'm wondering if she said it was weird, maybe, and, and you didn't really elaborate as to if you had engaged on what she meant by weird. Maybe she thought, maybe she's super into weird. And she was like, that was weird. And I could be into even feeling more weirdness because I, maybe I weird that. isn't a necessarily bad thing. So sometimes I think, right, we, t- we as we've mentioned before, you can line up 10 different people, say the exact same phrase or word weird, and you could get 10 different reactions. And perhaps she wasn't trying to shame you. And I'm only, I'm, I'm, I bet only, she wasn't trying, but it just, yeah. It's right. Still, yeah. And, and perhaps it was triggering and maybe it deserves a little bit more exploration on the side of mm-hmm. what, what did you mean by that? Yeah. Can you explain more? Can you get dive deeper into that reaction? Because, and as Amy was saying, I really, this is a part, am, of, this is a yeah, part of me. I'm into that. Yeah. And so I would love to explore it more. Is there something that perhaps you could be turned on by me putting on maybe a corset, maybe a, some, uh, a girdle. I don't know. What? Or, or, you, know. you know, maybe, maybe we could so- start soft, right? Not just like wearing the panties and having sex. Like what if, if I wear panties that maybe are still, cause they, you know what, have you seen in some of the adult stores, they have panties for men, but they're, 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 they're femme. Like they can be lacy, but they're still like shorts. Have oh, you yeah. seen some of those? Yeah. So maybe you start with something that isn't like a thong, you know, or something that still has a femme twist to it, but is still packaged and designed for penis owning individuals. And maybe you don't have sex right away, but you get to like walk around and flaunt it. And so maybe not diving all the way in. And I really love what you said, Chip, the part about inquiring about the weird instead of just running with it and shutting down. Like, well, getting curious. Well, what about that was weird? What did to her, you know, what did you feel in your body when you felt weirdness? Did you feel, is it that there's something wrong with you? Is it something wrong with me? You know, is it that because we're in a, I'm assuming heterosexual, I mean, he, this is from a I'm assuming he penis owner with a vulva owner. I think he said wife. Yeah. He said wife. And, uh, and the, so I, yeah, I, I, is it that this isn't what we're supposed to do? Because I think, again, with the podcast we recorded with Monica Jane today that will be out in a couple weeks, we're so conditioned by these ideas of what sex and intimacy should look like and by society, et cetera. And then they leak over into our current sex life and we can bring up these judgments. This isn't normal. This is weird. But if we do a deeper inquiry about why, why is it weird? What about it is, is it weird? Is it just, is it conditioning or is there a deeper wounding? Is there some room there? So I, yeah, I like that. Uh, Ask that more addition. questions. That seems to be all, the answer all the time. It's like, well, it's easy. More. It's also easy to get triggered when someone says something, especially after You're putting naked. yourself out so vulnerably. Yeah. Yeah. And then if the reaction is that was weird and then you're automatically like, okay, that was bad. Weird. Never doing this again. Yeah, but maybe yeah. it wasn't bad weird. Yeah. Or maybe there's just room for exploration and and, and it deserves yeah. a little bit more uh, attention, especially if it means as much as it does to you. So I would 
yeah. I would honor that. And I want to normalize your desire, which you uh, you heard us talk about on another podcast in the past, and that, that's why you wrote the sex question, that um, there is nothing wrong and nothing abnormal about having the desire to wear lingerie if you're a penis owner. And it might not be like every single penis owner is into that, but it's actually fairly popular. Uh, and I think I shared this on that episode that you listened to. There's someone I went on three dates with and they told me the penis owner and they, uh, said that they were, they actually enjoyed wearing lingerie and they would send me some photos of themselves with like some booty shorts and heels. And I was like, damn, those are some good looking legs. So just to let you know, even if your partner doesn't find it attractive, that, um, there's nothing wrong with you and that, um, if it's, it's all, you know, it's for you, it's, it can be your thing to love and accept. And, um, we love and accept you here at Shameless Sex Yes, we do. All right. So before we read a bio, I would like to take a moment to talk about Dipsy. D-I-P-S-E-A. If you have listened to our <gasps> podcast in the past, you would know that we are obsessed with this app on your phone. It's erotic short stories designed by Volvo owners for Volvo owners here. But anyone can listen to it. And we have a lot of listeners, a lot of clients, etc., cetera, uh, that say, I am having a hard time getting into my body, connecting my eroticism to my arousal. What's the way to do it? Well, it's practice, and Dipsy can give you a practice anytime, anywhere you want to. Just listen to these short stories. You can get turned on and aroused, whether it's for yourself or maybe before you show up to your partner. Chip, I know you listen to Dipsy. What do you think about it? I've recommended Dipsy to friends, even family. I love having people read me erotica and listening to erotica. I also love that Dipsy has – they have wellness chapters too. We're all about mind, body, all of the health. So whether you go to the gym – and work out, why not work out your body and mind at the same time with Dipsy? So you're getting all of these things all in one, y'all. So check out the app. And right now, Dipsy is offering you, that's you, our Shameless Sex listeners, a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash shameless. That's a 30-day free trial when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash shameless. Again, dipsystories.com slash shameless. Why not give it a try? All right. It's bio time. Bio time. So Dr. Allison Ash, one of our faves, is a sex and intimacy coach and educator, lecturer at Stanford University, author and founder of TurnOn.Love. As a sociologist with a PhD from Stanford, Allie has a comprehensive understanding of the complex societal changes that often lead to unsatisfying and disempowering sexual experiences. Allie designs workshops, courses, and retreats, and offers individuals and couples coaching to give others the tools to discover their desires and confidentially pursue them. She invites you to turn on pleasure intimacy and love at turnon.love. But first, let me tell you a little something about my number one go-to pleasure product, the Pro 2 by Satisfier. It's rechargeable, waterproof, and made from super soft, body-friendly materials. But here's the best part. Satisfier goes well beyond traditional vibrators by incorporating air pulse technology. The air pulse stimulators excite the clitoris into pure bliss, providing touch-free clitoral massage. The intense pressure waves encourage blood circulation and a sensation similar to the feeling of oral sex. And in my experience, they don't overstimulate me so I can have orgasm after orgasm after orgasm. And who doesn't want that? Oh, and did I mention that Satisfier's devices are great for both solo and partner play and at the most affordable of prices? 
So this holiday season, give yourself or your loved one or loved ones the gift of satisfaction. Visit satisfier.com. That's S-A-T-I-S-F-Y-E-R.com to find my favorite Satisfier products. You and your O-Face will thank me for it. So go check it out. And now it's interview time. All right, everyone. It is interview time. Okay, so. This is a return guest, Dr. Allison Ash. And guess what? Her episode that we did like two or three years ago, a while ago, when we could be in person back in the day, called How to Eat Pussy Like a Champ, still to this day is our number one listened to and downloaded episode ever. We can see the stats and people love that episode. Oh, Perry loves it too. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't have his bar collar on. Oh, he really loves it. It's my dog. You can hear him. <laughs> Sometimes these mics don't pick it up. And so when I say our dogs are barking, they're like, we don't hear anything. No, things happening. Anyways. So we are so stoked to finally have you back the last time we were in person because you're here in the Bay area, but now we have to do it over zoom because it's 2020 and well, life is weird. So I know that you shared who you are and we talked a little bit about it in our intro, um, but you shared who, who you are in our previous episode. Can you tell us a little bit more about that story? How did you get into the world of human sexuality, specifically the field you teach? You teach at Stanford. You do all kinds of things. Yeah, well, I, I really believe in experiential education. And when it comes to intimacy, intimacy is a learned interactional skill. So it's very hard as much as we want to learn intimacy just from podcasts or from books or from uh, videos. Like we need to have education that's offering us um, exercises and opportunities to practice skills and to explore where our lack of confidence is and where our insecurities are pieces of shame and what do we need to feel more confident, more empowered and more capable to have the kinds of interactions and sexual experiences that we want. And so really what I want to do is work on that on all levels. So I offer coaching for individuals and couples. I teach workshops and courses and retreats. And I think that there's something that's really powerful about doing this work where when we learn these intimacy skills, then they're transferable to all areas of our life. And so I think for me, it was around my own personal journey of having to learn intimacy skills because intimacy wasn't modeled very much for me and my family. And then seeing how important these skills were for impacting every area of my life. And then wanting to help other folks who might, for whatever reason, feel like they are also lacking in these skills, gain them and feel empowered as a result. Mm. And this episode, which I'm so excited to talk to you about, is get out of your head in the bed which or we, we in the bedroom. Or, we we yeah. both resonate with that too. But. Not only because it rhymes, but because it is a difficult, challenging thing, especially whether you're partnered or you're semi-partnered or you're dating. Or you're just of, masturbating. Or you're masturbating. Your yes. Yeah. So this is kind of exciting. And that is an entry point to the first question, which, which is what are things folks can do that get stuck in their heads? What can they do during sex? Like, why are they doing it? What's going on? What's the prob? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you both know we can get stuck in our head around a huge variety of issues. Obviously there's performance anxiety first and foremost, 
how do I look? How do I sound? Am I pleasing them? Are they bored? Do they like it? I mean, all of that. Um, we can get stuck in our head, certainly if we have body shame um, or if we have shame around our desires or around what our pleasure looks like. Um, and then, of course, there's like a whole host of things that have nothing to do with sex at all. We could be in our head around our to-do list and did we turn off the coffee machine and our work project for the next day and the stressful conversation we have to have with a good friend, right? It can just be oftentimes not having time to transition from work mode or stress mode or parenting mode into being in our lover body and our emotional body and our sensation and feeling body. What do you, okay. So something that came up for me, what do you think sex was like a thousand years ago or 2000 years ago <laughs> when we didn't have these busy lives where, and we're, okay, this is, me I, mean, caveman, me I can't speak for all God. humans at that point, you know, <laughs> I mean, living in community where people helping to raise each other's children. I mean, this is what we believe. And we look at modern day tribal cultures. This is kind of the case, right? So what do you think sex is like, like there? You think that people were more, were as in their heads as they are now? Is this, do you think this is a product of these busy modern day civilized, I'm doing air quotes, um, <laughs> you know, advanced way of living in urban society and that that contributes to us being so in our heads with our busy lives? Do you think sex would be more free if we were, you know, 2000 years ago? You know, I wonder, I think that's a very interesting question. On one hand, sure, I imagine that there were a lot of stresses that aren't relevant in a thousand years. Like survival. <laughs> right. But yeah. yeah, but then there are these other survivals, like survive, uh, other issues like survival and food. But really the place that I go to is just thinking about how universal shame is. And shame is a evolutionary necessary emotion. When we were in tribal societies, if we were excommunicated from the tribe, we would die. And so those of us that were shame adverse were more likely to survive and pass on our genes. So I think that the experience of having shame, feeling shame can put you in your head for Mm -hmm. sure. And I don't think that that's unique to us in 2020. I, yeah, that makes sense. I like that you, and this is shameless sex, so that's perfect. And I guess yeah. why that popped up is um, totally off topic, but I went to a meditation retreat and but when you could go to retreats and be in person with people back in the day, the good old days. And, um, <laughs> and you know, for five days of silence, I remember sitting down outside next to a rosemary bush and there were some bees doing their little pollinating business. And it was as if I could finally really hear them and see them for the first time because my mind was so focused and slowed down. And part of me was like, oh, this is kind of the original way where there aren't all these intense screens and distractions and I have to get to this place at this time because my watch tells me so. And if I'm late, I'm going to get fired. And um, and that there was maybe, living in the stories, living the stories and the busyness and that maybe there was more, more uh, ease in presence which is what we see such a challenge in sex. This is what we're talking about, get out of your head and bed, is we're talking about presence, getting in your body, being present and moving away from all of the blah, 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 all that stuff. Um, so, okay, so what are some of the consequences of getting stuck in your head during sex? How does this affect sex? 
Well, on a pleasure level, being in your head definitely inhibits your capacity for pleasure because pleasure is felt in the body. And the more that you can inhabit your body and notice the sensations, immerse in the sensations that you're experiencing and focus on the pleasure that you're feeling, the more pleasure you're going to experience. And so certainly if you want to increase your capacity for pleasure, um, it's an important thing to learn to get out of your head. Um, And then, of course, there's a lot of sexual issues that people can experience if they're chronically in their head. Erectile dysfunction is um, a common one. Research shows that men with erectile issues tend to be less aware of how aroused they are um, because they're so worried about getting and maintaining an erection. It becomes that self-fulfilling prophecy. Anorgasmia, which is uh, challenges around climaxing, right? The brain can shut down and make it difficult for you to have that release. I often say the hardest way to orgasm is to try, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're in your head, particularly about, am I going to come? When am I going to come? I really want to come. Oh my God, I feel so much pressure. They really want me to come. It's going to make it much harder to have an orgasm. And then vaginismus, which is a painful penetration uh, of, the, of the vaginal canal, which can happen um, with involuntary muscle spasms that come from muscle tension and anxiety and stress uh, create muscle tension. And so being in the body can also help you relax. Whereas when you're in your head, that's when you can spiral in the anxiety or the shame. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that embodiment is something that it's a term that's thrown around way more now than ever before. We talk about it a lot on the podcast. So for those folks that maybe are tuning in, obviously I would love to dive deeper into what is embodiment and also what are ways that we can get out of our head? It's easy to say, but how can we actually do that? Yeah, definitely. And I have some tips for folks, whether they're having sexy solo time or they're having solo time with lovers and partners, um, because I think that there are things that we can do in each of those situations. But yeah, I love starting with embodiment. Um, I like to think of that as a felt sense of being in our body in the present moment. And so what that means is it's noticing your, your sensations and emotions and how they're shifting and changing and how they often relate to each other. So we feel our emotions as felt sensations in the body. And, um, and it's a skill, which means that like any skill, we can develop and improve it with practice. It doesn't mean that you're either born with it or not born with it. And just to normalize it, it can be very challenging to be embodied because we are in a thinking culture that prizes us for being rational and logical and doesn't teach us how to be in the body. In fact, in many cases, it can devalue the wisdom of the body. And so we stop learning how to pay attention to it and how to interpret these signals. Um, So, you know, and I think that this is true for men who have been socialized to not be emotional and sensitive. It's true for folks also where um, their bodies can be an unpleasant or unsafe place to be, whether that's from chronic pain, um, having gender dysphoria, having experiences of abuse and trauma. um, All of these things can make it hard to be embodied. But when we can be embodied, it means that we have access to um, 
being able to focus on sensations and pleasure as a form of erotic material. In addition to maybe your fantasies and porn and memories, being able to focus on embodied sensory-based pleasure is a huge resource for us to be able to have. And so these tips that I'm going to be able to give to help you get out of your head um, will be useful. But certainly in addition to that, doing any kind of embodiment exercise. And an embodiment exercise is something where you are um, focusing on the sensations in your body while you're, um, and it could be something that's active or something that's passive. So some examples of active embodiment exercises could be shaking and noticing the sensations that you're feeling maybe before you shake, as you're shaking, and right after you shake, or stretching or tensing your muscles and relaxing them. Um, and then uh, uh, more passive ones could be uh, doing a body scan meditation where you're just laying stone, kind of noticing the sensations that are in your body at rest or focusing on your breathing and noticing how the breathing is impacting your body. And if you do, you know, and even anything that you're doing day-to-day basis, taking a shower, washing the dishes, working out, if you're doing it with this kind of focused attention of noticing the sensations in your body and like any meditation, noticing when your attention has drifted and coming back, that's an embodiment exercise. And doing these throughout the day uh, in your everyday life will certainly impact your experiences in the bedroom as well. I recently listened to the podcast um, with, I forgot the, it's James Nestor. It's on the Joe Rogan podcast and he wrote the book Breath. Mm-hmm. And um, and he was talking about, I'm not going to go too deep into it, but about mouth breathing and how we're actually designed to be breathing through our nose and that we have this filtration system that keeps us healthy, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Once listening to that, walking, every time I walk alone now, I notice I pay attention to my breath through my nose. And I'm now walking, so I can walk and pay attention to my feet on the ground. I can be lost in thought and all these different things and all the, you know, so I'm not focused on one thing. But I've noticed that now that I brought my focus to this thing, because I'm paying attention to this, the skill, because it's easy, I am, it is easy for me to breathe through my nose. Um, I'm walking in this different embodied way. And so as you were saying that, I was thinking of, you know, how a lot of people spend their time is not embodied. It is, you know, distracted, disconnected, or multitasking, or something like that, or, or really heavy in mind, and especially with screen culture. And then I thought about how you could even like watch TV in an embodied way, where like you just watch TV, but notice like the sensations in your body. But then you wouldn't be able to really focus on the show. Like you wouldn't know what was going on in the show because most of us can't multitask in that way. Um, but I do see that, especially right now with with COVID stuff going on. People could use so much more embodiment, especially in sex, but just mm-hmm. in life in general. It just it is it is time to up the embodiment game. So, how what are some tips here? So, you said you could do you share some tips for solo tips and for masturbation, self pleasure, um, and then also we have some tips that you can share for couples or triads or who other for playing with other people too. Yeah. So um, the first thing that I'd say is it's really valuable to explore your, explore your own body. And you can do this both visually and tactilely. So exploring your body in a mirror. And here's the thing is it might be tempting to focus on what you don't like um, or even what you do like. And what I would want to encourage listeners to do is rather than focusing on what is attractive or not attractive, I want you to focus on what you find pleasing. 
And this can be textures, shapes, colors. My favorite is responsiveness. How does my skin respond as I touch it? Um, and, uh, you know, one thing that you also might want to do if you have a pussy out there is ask your gyno to leave you in the stirrups with the speculum in and the light on and bring a mirror and take some time just exploring yourself and see what you look like. And uh, you can also explore yourself with touch. Um, and here's the thing is that I think it's valuable to not just explore your genitals, but explore how you can create pleasure throughout your body. So pulling and scratching your, pulling your hair and scratching your head, grabbing your inner thighs, tugging on your ear, grabbing your breasts or playing with your nipples, um, spanking your own ass, right? There are all sorts of ways that we can um, really explore our body, um, which actually really brings me into this next piece, which is masturbate mindfully. And I think that, you know, exploring your body visually, I like to separate because Self-pleasure is any act of giving yourself pleasure. It doesn't have to be masturbation, which tends to be more genital focused and oftentimes more orgasm focused. So if you're taking a shower and you're extra luxuriating in rubbing soap all over your body and you decide you want to use your hands instead of the loofah because you really want to feel your body as you're soaping up, that's self-pleasure right? Okay, but mindfully masturbating is this idea of um, focusing on the sensations as you are masturbating. Um, and studies from all the big institutions, Harvard, Yale, etc., show that masturbation, or pardon me, they show that meditation actually creates changes in the brain structure that um, seems to deactivate what's called the me centers of the brain, which are the centers of the brain that have these self-referential thoughts. So certainly if you um, have a hard time getting out of your head and if you're focusing on performance a lot, then mindful masturbation is going to be really useful to you. And I often say that um, when we're having sexy time, um, you can focus on whatever form of erotica works for you. Maybe it's porn, maybe it's your fantasies, maybe it's shameless sex podcasts, <laughs> listen to whatever gets you hot, but then pause it for a moment and then turn to the sensations in your body. And see if you can focus on that longer and longer. If you start to lose your erection or lose your turn on, then go back to your erotica and then go back to just focusing on the sensations and see how long you can increase those sessions of being able to use your own sensations as your erotic material for your own turn on. Okay, time for a quick break. This podcast was made possible by Uberloop. It's a luxurious silicone lubricant that enhances sex and intimacy. We receive emails from listeners who have tried Uberloop, and the feedback is unanimous. We never knew lube could be this good. It's also less likely to throw off the pH than most other lubes, and there are thousands of doctors recommending Uberloop to their patients, whether they want to make their hot sex even hotter or for folks experiencing dryness. Uber Lube is without a doubt my favorite lube. It has no flavor, no scent, and feels absolutely amazing on my body. And it isn't just for sex. I use it to tame my hair frizzies, to prevent chafing, and I even put some in my mouth before an oral sex session. Totally ups my blowjob game. Oh, and the bottle, it's beautiful. It looks like a cosmetic product. So I just leave it out on my nightstand totally shamelessly. 
To learn why we think it's the best lube on the planet, check out uberlube.com and use code SHAMELESSSEX for 10% off plus free shipping. Again, that's uberlube.com and use code SHAMELESSSEX for 10% off and free shipping. This podcast was also made possible by omgyes.com. OMGS is a research-based online program that teaches you all about how to pleasure the pussy. OMGS studied thousands of vulva owners to find out how they orgasm and then made beautiful animated modules and super honest short videos to give you ways to reach even more pleasure. I've been recommending OMGS to my clients for years, and it's been changing their lives. We all know pleasure is fluid and ever-changing, so why not add more tools to your pleasure tool belt? OMGS is for everyone, so whether you are a vulva owner or you just love vulvas, OMGS will give you the techniques to get your O face on. There are two seasons to choose from and hundreds of gorgeous videos to explore, so go see what science says about pleasure and visit omgs.com slash shameless. That's omgs.com slash shameless to get $5 off your OMGS access. Again, omgs.com slash shameless. Go check it out. Now back to the show. I love that advice. And it, it, I, what came up, I thought about, so I have some friends, a few I of have them. A friend. I have some friends out there. <laughs> in particular, some folks that have been in relationships for 15 or 20 years. And one of them that comes up while you're while you're speaking on this this doesn't have to deal with masturbation but she tells me she's like I just don't want to fuck my husband anymore like I just know it's coming I know when he's horny and I'm like oh I'm dreading it I'm like trying to give some advice to her and I'm like maybe you're too in your head about it what are the things that are keeping you from because you obviously adore this person you love him you're sexually attracted to him and I don't know if any of the listeners out there have this experience but it's not one or two friends it's multiple friends I think a lot of them have so, this experience yes yeah. which mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not trying to generalize when I was just saying from my friend uh, that I w- I'm going to tell her to listen to this episode too uh, so I guess if you're partnered, especially long-term relationships, what are some ways that you can get out of your head in the bedroom with these long-term partners that can get in the way of having like really sexy, amazing experiences that maybe they were having before, but just aren't now? Yeah, I love that question. Um, I think the first thing is to consider set and setting, right? So um your mindset is super important. And oftentimes we don't transition from our day-to-day roles into sexy time roles and thinking about what is it that's going to help you feel more embodied and and maybe creating a ritual that's going to signify that switch for you. So um, turning your phone on airplane mode, uh, taking, putting on a sensual playlist, altering the lighting, um, having a glass of wine, dancing to your favorite song, but actually doing something that feels pleasurable and good to you that's a scaffolding step to sexy time can be really useful. And also, I think it's really valuable to consider, do you want to be having sex right now? I think a lot of us push through and we do it because we feel guilty or we want to please our partner or um, we think we're into it and then we realize we're not into it and we endure And we try and stick it out. And I think that if we override this signal um, over and over again, you're going to start resenting sex and you're going to start resenting your partner and your sex life will shut down. 
So learning that it's okay to say no, um, learning the power of foreplay and that foreplay doesn't just have to be before sex, um, but that we can have um, uh, kind of non-linear sexual experiences where maybe you're making out and that's as far as it goes, or maybe you finger each other, or maybe you um, have oral sex, but it doesn't always have to go to intercourse. I think that can be incredibly liberating because going from nothing to sex can feel like a huge leap. But if I know I can just make one step and then get off the train if I want to, then I'm much more inclined to explore and see what might evolve. Um, but I think certainly focusing on um, mindset and setting and what is it that you need. Uh, maybe you want some massage or to just have uh, soft touches on the body, but thinking about um, longer escalation patterns, particularly for long-term relationships, particularly in the era of COVID when we're around our partners all the time, we need to plan for sexy time and we need to plan for longer and more varied escalation patterns and non-linear escalation patterns so that it feels fresh, it uh, doesn't feel predictable, and that we can feel inclined to explore because we don't feel like we're signing up for more than we can bargain for. Mm. That's good advice. I love that. I had it's really good. Yeah, I had a visual that came up with April when you were sharing that too. A and visual of me? A visual naked? of you oh. naked taking <laughs> off your mom coat because I, <laughs> I was thinking of, you know, just people are moms and dads or people in their everyday roles and sex becomes a certain thing and they can't take off their, their role. So I was, I was envisioning you wear your mom coat in the day. You're a mom. You know, I raise the kids. Da, 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 or you wear your mom coat. Or maybe it's not mom coat. I'm the I don't boss. sexy. I've been doing the dishes and the laundry. Or I'm just the boss queen woman that's just getting all the work done like I make the money and I go to work and I come home and I and I wear that same coat that jacket home and but when I get in the bedroom I actually intentionally hang that up outside and then I meet with my partner and I'm like okay here's the role I'm landing in right now and what role are you landing in now and how can we come there because I think that is a common one where people get they get stuck in their own thing in their own roles and then their partner also starts to kind of visualize them in that role so that's one thing that came to mind there and then the other piece of what you shared that I think is really valuable, I mean, obviously it's, it's presence, like presence is a really big thing here too. Um, but it is, it's like there's in, in, intention is really big and practice, mm-hmm. like practice is, is really big in that we are ever changing and oftentimes get stuck with this idea that sex needs to be one way and it's one thing. And in fact, like you said, it's nonlinear when you broaden it and then you show up to see what's available right now. And I love that advice, especially in the time of COVID of like, some people are so anti-scheduling sex. Like it's not sexy, but well, what about creating ritual though? That I love that. Well, just scheduling that intimacy, but it doesn't have to be penetration. It doesn't have to be things in orifices. You know, That's it, right. it could just be what's, what's available now, but what we're scheduling is connection and intimacy and a practice. We're of turning off present. Netflix. Yeah. That screens mm-hmm. are off. And, and like you said, maybe we can put a little porn here and there, then we can come back and porn here and then come back. Yeah. And so what, but it's okay. I want to just say, um, so I, listeners that are listening right now, they're like, okay, I hear what you're saying, but it's really hard. Mm-hmm. It's so hard. Yeah. What is your advice for people who, and, and, I'm, and I would be one of them. I know, you know, as someone who's a meditator who constantly practices being present in sex with partners and present in sex with myself. And it's always challenging. It gets easier the more I practice. What is your, what would you say to those folks? Like, what are your words of wisdom? Yeah. 
And I think it's just important to note that there isn't one trick that's going to work for everyone. So I have lots of tricks and some of them are going to work for some of you and not all of them are going to work for any of you and that's okay. Um, But one that I think uh, a lot of people find helpful is narrating the experience internally. So it's kind of telling yourself a story in your head of what's happening moment to moment. You can do this whether it's solo time or time with somebody else. So it's like David um, Attenborough with a with exactly a like a nature right. film. I love exactly. that. Oh my god! I love now that. he's running his hand up my thigh oh and he's god. spreading my and legs. Look, there's apart. a penguin in the room. <laughs> that's so good. Okay. Not just the penguins, but no, that's Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Yeah, it gives your brain something to focus on. And, um, and you know, you can even externalize it if you're into dirty talk with your lover and partner. Um, I'm noticing my breath is starting to quicken and I'm feeling my stomach flutter and my skin is tingling with anticipation. Like it can be really erotic to share it too if you're comfortable with it. But even doing it internally helps you stay focused. Mm. I love that. That's I, so good. I even thought about doing that and making space to also share boundaries. Like, oh, my skin's starting to tingle. And then, oh, yes, yes. Oh, actually, I'm feeling, oh, wait, can you stop for a minute right now? I'm feeling like a, a boundary coming up right now and how you yes. could explore that. And so, anyways, mm-hmm. I'm just eating that. that, obviously, for myself. I want more. <laughs> I want more. Well, and, That's so good. And that, you know, that actually ties right into redirection, which is super key. A lot of us might still want to be having sex, so we're not enduring the sex overall, but we are enduring touch that's not quite working for us for whatever reason. And um, I mean, how many of you out there are like, can you go a little softer and it's still not soft enough? And maybe you're like, okay, a little softer and it's still not soft enough. And you're like, oh, fuck it. Yeah, you just give just up. go and with just, it. Yeah, or, you yeah. Just, exactly. You yeah. started enduring. And so, you know, I think that learning how to redirect both verbally and non-verbally is really key. So um, non-verbal redirection could be putting your hand over their hand and changing how it's moving or moving it to a different location. Um, or it could be moving your body in a way that creates access to different parts Um Or you could say verbally. And I think really when you're offering a verbal redirection, it's so helpful to name um, what is feeling really good and what would also feel really good. So both need to be truths, but doing it in that kind of format, it makes it really easy to hear. So for example, I really love your attention. And what would feel really good is if your touch was a little steadier. Oh my God. Her shit sandwich is way better than my shit sandwich. That's what, that's what April calls it. I don't I do call it that. Shit yeah. But, it, but it's, but it's like, yeah. it sounds sexy though, the way you did that. And it's like, and oh, mindful. Yeah. And, oh, and I, not harsh. And I want to do that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I really love that you want to be close and I'm feeling like I'm just available for some sweet cuddles. Mm-hmm. That's or, where the practice comes in because it's really imperative that you don't offend the partner, right? Because that can shut down any of the sexy flow that's happening where you're mm-hmm. like, well, that's yo, you're touching me too hard. Yeah. And you're like, Ugh, or yeah. right. So that, and, and that is really, but it takes some thoughtfulness and practice to, and there may be folks out there that have had a partner that's been touching them in a specific way for many, many years or months or whatever that looks like. And they maybe been too afraid, as you were saying, living in the fear to say something and they've endured. So that's really 
great. You can practice on your own while you're masturbating. And people are also just afraid to say something. Even if they say it, they're like, I'm afraid even no matter what I say, it's going to, it's, I'm too much. Mm -hmm. It's too much. They're not going to want to do it. And to just know that one, there's skill, there's tools. We are not responsible for everyone else's reactions. We can say something the most lovingly and most gentle and give them the best shit sandwich ever. And they could still respond with a me, me, me thing. Mm -hmm. And you're, we are not responsible for that but what we are responsible for is our bodies our agency our pleasure which in turn makes better sex for the other people that we are being intimate with so i get that like we there it's like a perfect balance i don't like the word perfect that's too much a balance of being true to ourselves and and advocating for that while also being intentional and skilled in the way we speak so that it can land in a way that they can take in and then everyone hopefully wins. That's right. That's right. And I'm a big believer that we do not want to prioritize emotional caretaking over our own pleasure because then we're starting to deny our own experience and our own truth. And as you said, that's not going to lead to pleasurable experiences for anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and so certainly don't endure, um, name the corrections that you, that you need and want. And one thing that you can do is you can actually just set up a time with your lover or partner where your intention is to focus on exploration rather than pleasure. And so um, you can say, I would really like to explore my body, or I would really like to explore new ways that we can touch and pleasure each other. And can we go slow and just check in a lot and talk to each other and, um, and just have a session that's really focused on communication. And I, there's an exercise that I think is really useful called the this or that game. And if listeners out there want a little demo video um, showing how it works, just come to my website, turnon.love, send me a message, and I'd be happy to share it with you. But essentially, the way that the this or that game did, uh, uh, works is you offer two kinds of touch, and you say, do you like it like this, or do you like it like that? And the receiver can evaluate the kinds of touch, which puts them into their body, because in order to evaluate two kinds of touch, you have to get into your body. And it opens up lines of communication. And it creates, a, it's framing it as a game, makes it playful and non, like I'm, it's not, you're offering touch that somebody is intentionally not going to love because in order to discover the yeses, you have to discover the noes. And that's a really important reframe and it normalizes that. Um, and so, yeah, whatever it is that helps you get into a place of exploration, a shared reality of exploration can help really remove the pressure and open us up to um, recalibrating these things that we might have just gotten used to over time. And you can play this song. It's like this and like that and like this, Santa, <laughs> if you want to. Well, you need to have that like fading in and out. Yeah. Of yeah. Like, hey. Or no, I was thinking of, isn't there the one, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Is that the one with Christopher Walken doing the dance? Like a, I don't know, but I like watching you Moby, do the dance. It's like a Moby thing, oh, I'm baby. pretty sure. There's other, well, another <laughs> thing that you could do is, which <laughs> is, is actually work with someone such as yourself, yes. right? An intimacy mm-hmm. coach, someone that can, help you get back on course. And I know you have a lot of offerings and folks can take your classes. I know that you also have a 10 week course coming up. I would love for our listeners to be able to find you to take your classes. And will you just talk a little bit more about that? Sure. I'd be happy to. 
So I have a bunch of shorter workshops ranging from two to four hours. They're all recorded and available immediately for anybody who wants access to them. You can go to my website to find the full list of them. Um, Get Out of Your Head in Bed is available as well as How to Eat Pussy Like a Champ and How to Be an Intuitive Lover, which are two past episodes that I've gotten to do with you both. Um, So you can check those out immediately. And then in January, my uh, course that I've been teaching at Stanford called Sexual and Emotional Intimacy Skills, which is a 10-week course, I'm really excited to be offering outside of Stanford, uh, publicly available for folks. Um, That'll be uh, starting in late January. And so feel free to go to my site for more information on that as well. And then I'm offering virtual coaching for individuals and couples and triads and more. And so if you want more support getting out of your head in bed or with any other aspects of uh, developing physical, emotional, and sexual intimacy, please feel free to reach out. I offer 15-minute complimentary calls so we can discuss a little bit around how I can support you and and help you achieve your goals. Didn't you mention before we started recording that pre-COVID it was 30% couples and then it went up to 80% after COVID just with your coaching? Which is, it's great that people have the opportunity, no matter where they are, to have you as a coach, because you are actually so incredible. Just the way that you, I feel like, can translate a lot of opportunity within relationships and partnerships within sexual realms to folks is really awesome. All folks too, right? It's like you can speak to the woo folks, you can speak to the mainstream (laughs) folks, and then you're also Stanford to Stanford Stanford alumni academia. And then you can also speak to all all you know on the diversity of sexuality, right? So like I know that you're very inclusive in your language and in your work. So you're just amazing. I received the love. And you know I also want to say for the single folks out there that are feeling really lonely during the times of COVID, I see you. And I am very lucky to have gotten to start a beautiful and deeply rich and nourishing relationship in the era of COVID. It is possible. I'm not the only one. And so um, I have ideas around how you still can find connection in very COVID safe ways. Um, So don't feel like this pandemic is a death sentence to your sex life or to your um, capacity to have intimacy in relationships. Love that. Love you, everyone. Go check out Allison's offerings. Dr. Allison Ash, I want to give you a standing ovation, a high five through Zoom, a, a clap, everyone's hands right back together. You're amazing. <laughs> we love you. Uh, thank you for sharing. And this is actually, I think, one of my favorite episodes. And I just adore all of your information and what I mean, and who you are as a human. You're just incredible. I mean, Thank who, you. Who does this not speak to? I have not met one person who's like, oh, it, I've never been in my head when I've had yeah. sex. I'm like, oh, okay, you are an alien. So, <laughs> <laughs> And that's right. Knowing yeah. that means that it's just, like can help us de-shamify the experience, yeah. right? All, we all go through this. Yes. That's right. I just love talking with the two of you. This is yeah. such a joy. Thanks for having me on your podcast again. Aww, thank thank you. you. And go ahead and deshamify your wine drinking right now as well. <laughs> and go check out marginswine.com and see why Amy and I shamelessly drink margins wine regularly. Even on this episode, we drank some. I'm not going to lie. Okay. Women and operated Women wine. Women and operated. Boutique wine. We love what she's doing. Boutique small batch wines. Go to marginswine.com. Sign up for the newsletter. Be in the know. And you can save some money, honey, because we know you like to. Go to our website and check out the coupon codes. And she ships almost everywhere. So yeah. 
get some. Mm. And a little bit of this. A I'm just going to say that. Yeah. It's like this <laughs> and like that and like this. And if you haven't done any of this or that yet, go onto iTunes and give us five stars because we do read every single one of your beautiful reviews. Some are raving, some perhaps not as much, but we still love you <laughs> and we send you the best. And thank you for being a shameless sex revolutionary, y'all. We'll see you next Tuesday. Ciao for now. Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use code shamelesssex at purepleasureshop.com.